listening to the Babble Ed podcast, hosted by Jonathan Miller and Scott Linda, and brought to you by Connected Learning Partnerships. Jonathan and Scott are international educators and coaches committed to better understanding the world of learning. The Babble Ed podcast is an inquiry into why contemporary educators are grappling with the issues impacting learning in our schools and exploring how diverse approaches to leadership and coaching might offer a fresh perspective. Hello and welcome everybody to the Babble Ed podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Miller, joined as always for this and the previous seven episodes <laughs> by my awesome good buddy, my co-host, my partner in crime, Scott Lindner. Scott, how are we doing today, my friend? I'm doing this well, Jonathan. Well, I might as well join you. Woo! That is a great sound. I'm really excited because this is our holiday podcast together. Here's to you. I know. Cheers. Here's to you. Cheers, my friend. The topic of our babble today is reflecting and wrapping up the year. I can't believe we've actually come to this crazy end of the school year. I can believe that we're here. But thank God that it is done, for sure. So why don't we kick things off with just a simple question of, we've gotten through it. I think we came out stronger than we were when we started it, so... Parts of it, I reckon. What are you thankful for? You know, I was thinking about this. What I'm actually thankful for is, in a year where it was already hard, that you came up to me and said, hey, why don't we do this? We can do this together. Let's share some things and start a podcast. And I've gone... I remember there's a bird in the background, but I remember sitting there going, hang on, I don't know if I can handle one more thing. And I guess it's for the people listening to decide if we can handle this one more thing. But I'm really thankful for this opportunity to have learned and done this together and and for saying yes. I'm thankful for saying yes. Well, I also am appreciative that you decided to take this on with me. We've been talking about it for a bit and then finally decided to pull the trigger. Because, yeah, the last thing that each of us really needed was like one more thing. But I do think for myself as well as actually taking the time to do this with you. I'm super thankful for that. Yeah. And for all the other educators out there, right? Like so much time, you don't have that time. But when you say yes, saying yes, amazing things happen. And so uh, for all of you out there who said yes to another thing, you managed it and had a good time doing it. Here's thank to you. you. Yes, and thank you so much for uh, listening to us, especially those in Switzerland where we're blowing up. Also, for anybody that is listening to this last episode, <laughs> we are coming from you live in southern China on the island of Sanya. So at the Marriott Resort, look, it's a shameless plug for oh, Marriott right plug. there, right? We're not getting any kickbacks from there. But uh, we're around family, friends, multiple children, and a lot of children of people that we don't really know. So if you hear any background noise of it's meltdowns, Justin. that's well, what's happening. Speaking of children, here's my son. Here's Monty. You want to say hi? Hi. What are you thankful for this year, Monty? Well, having a good family that cares for me and being lucky enough to do stuff like this in Sanya. Oh, that's really nice. Unscripted as well. Nice. And free that's ice cream. A, We're really thankful. And for the burn bands around town. <laughs> for summer. I think we're all thankful for summer. So let's kick it off with another quick question is, what do you wish you had known 10 months ago? In the first uh, 10 months ago, I just learned how quickly to get good at doing video stuff, right? <laughs> like the whole online thing. Well, maybe it's for other people to say it was any good. Maybe if you ask my students, they'd say, no, that wasn't any good. What do they wish I'd know? I think how to just grind it out and be okay with that. Like if this has been a, a year in a professional space that, and I'm sure every other podcast like this is saying the same thing, but it's been if I had to know now how multifaceted things would need to be, 
how I would need to be able to still get it done, the doing of school, but also just come to terms with being, you know, somewhat at peace with living internationally when you can't go home and all that stuff. I think that's what I wish I would have known. But I don't know. If I had known that, maybe you'd dodge it. Maybe it's better. Yeah, I think you might be right. Like, could we? Oh, you want to get ice cream with Kate, Julian? (laughs) All right, man. You enjoy it. What flavor are you going to get? Strawberry. Strawberry. Sounds delicious. I wish I could have some. I wish 10 10 months months ago ago, I'd known (laughs) that I would be here getting strawberry ice cream Um, with my son. I think I'm on the same boat as you, is that I wish I would have understood the importance of really focusing on the relationship building and how important that is with all of the getting stuff done that comes with being at an international school or just school in general. And then also making sure that I prioritize what is important for the year and then kind of keeping those North Stars in front of me. I wish I would have known that. But if you would have known that, do it as well as you might have come out. It's one of those things. I also wonder, I guess it's back connected to that thankful thing, but people worked hard, right? Yeah. So 10 months ago, would I have known, like people can do phenomenal things. Mm -hmm. Kids can do phenomenal things. Teachers do phenomenal things. And 10 months ago, I don't think I would have been able to get my head around the scope of it. I'm still struggling now to sort of how broad and how deep did we go this year. 10 months ago, I probably still believed that people can do great things, but now I sort of know it a bit. There's more evidence of that. So we got a little break coming up. We got about, well, I mean, you're different with the DP. You've only got a few weeks ahead of you for some vacation, but what are you planning on doing with your summer? Well, apart from this, sitting yeah. here enjoying uh, summer and some drinks in the warmth. We're about to leave here and go on a, a really uh, – I mean, I, I think this is the same for a lot of international educators in different countries around the world. So we're staying here, right? Like we can't leave. It's not an option to go back to uh, our homes or to travel outside of the borders of this country. So we're leaning in. We're going uh, in a week. We're heading off on a tour with another family to do a food tour through Yunnan province. I'm really looking forward to that. And then taking a week around when the results come out and taking a week to just hang in Dali in an Airbnb. So we're going to enjoy that as a family. But it's just really intentionally like having fun every day and also choosing to sort of go, yeah, I'm going to hang with my kids. Yeah, I'm going to have a beer with my friends and I'm really not doing work for these three weeks, like intentionally not. And I know this might sound really simple, but it's all, it's not on my phone, right? So, I've got the out of office message up, I've got all that sort of thing, like I'm not doing work. So... This is not work, even though we work together. This is not work at all. Like, I mean, I know for me, I'm like five beers deep. So this, is, <laughs> this conversation is absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love it. Now, the thing... We go by we, the Marriott. Well, yeah, so we, we could enjoy by the Marriott. We could have drank in more, but being that we did select that this is a clean show. That's true. After enough of these, the explicit nature of our conversations can heighten yes. massively. So, but uh, yeah, just kind of chilling out. Yep. Are you going to try and do anything different this summer, knowing that you can't travel? Is there anything different about that? So I do know that, like, my wife and kids and I, we always go back to the States to see my family over the summer. And we, we've said every summer that next summer is going to be different. We're not going to be so much go, go, go. We're going to do more of having people come to us. Like, if you want to see us, this is where we'll be. Yeah. And it never happens. But this year, being knowing that we can't leave China, we also just moved into a new house. We got some pool passes. We're actually going to put our money where our mouth is and actually do what we've said we've been wanting to do for seven years. And we're here mm. for a week and then we're going back home. Nice. And then we're just chilling out, play some golf and drink as much beer as I can. 
this is not on the run sheet, but I'm wondering, are you feeling any pull with family back home? Because it's not just this summer. You did last summer. You couldn't get back to Wisconsin. Like, Yeah, last summer too, couldn't get back this summer. Of course, because my family does this whole reunion every year where there's about 50 of us. Where we camp together for a week and it's a great time. That's where we do Christmas. We yeah. celebrate birthdays, all that stuff. So not being there is going to be really tough once again. But the great thing is, is that my family is very supportive and they get it. Yeah. And we just know that we're going to keep in contact as best as possible and that it, it has nothing to do with us not doing our best to get home. It's just the right. way things are. It is. So. That's been a theme through a lot of conversations in the last you know few days down here with uh, other people from our school and others. But the relationships matter, which we've talked about, but also family is a big deal, right? And so I'm just thankful also that like at the moment, my parents of an age where they're not, you know, they're well, they're off. For those Australians, if you're listening, they're grey nomads. They're out traveling around Australia, towing their car and living in the in the outback and uh, grey nomads. Grey nomads. What are, I've never heard that. <laughs> I, I don't know what the snowbirds. We should introduce snow. a friend of ours here is in the background. No, well, I mean that's my mom's email name because her last <laughs> name is Snow, so she's oh. Snowbird. But I've never, I have no idea. Introducing our good friend David Jordan, everybody, future doctor, special guest, special Hello. guest. Tell us what a snowbird, gray nomad. T- just tell us what it, what it is. Well, I assumed that Wisconsinites had snowbirds too. Growing up in Ontario and Canada, a snowbird is retired couple yeah. generally who escape the winter cold and head down to the south for the heat, and typically in Florida or in Arizona. And I know my parents who are snowbirds, and my <laughs> wife's uh, parents who are also snowbirds. They holiday in Arizona normally in the wintertime, and it is also their trailer park is also full of Wisconsinites, uh, Minnesotians. Okay. I don't know if that's the right term, but that's saying that's that, good enough. Yeah. I think, the th- yeah, it's kind of like oh, that. So, okay, I see what you're saying. All right, yeah, so, so we I've never actually referred to them as that, but yeah, okay, there you go. Yes, we do have snowbirds in Wisconsin. I think, I think yeah. the thing that it happens in, in Australia is they do follow the weather. But it's like a much more permanent thing. It's not going to one destination. So there is hundreds of thousands of people just driving around that continent of Australia at the moment, just no fixed address. So my parents are well. I don't feel the pull to be back. <laughs> right? <laughs> Mum and dad, if you're listening, I hope you're well. But no, for Love you, well. Mum and dad. <laughs> but that pull to go back is one of the things I think that unites a lot of international educators. Right? Like home is home. Home is here for now. Where did we go with this thread? Where I don't know. We- Can I just throw in one more thing there? Like mm. you talk about the pull from home. Mm. One of the things, and I know Dave will give me a bit of grief on this because we've had a conversation about this before and he's like, you admit this publicly? <laughs> um, so every summer when I go back, I do see Dave Matthews like three or four oh, times. And yeah. I, I, it's been like two years and I miss it. And like, love you, Dave. Hope to see you again soon. Yeah. But I'm so I'm, I'm gonna miss Jonathan that Miller is not a hippie girl. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's true. (laughs) So from Dave Matthews to loving your family, where are we at right now? Where do you think you've experienced the most growth this year? Oh, jeez. That actually feels like... I feel like this is a... Well, where do you think I've experienced the most growth? I I feel slightly uncomfortable saying that. I would like to say that I've gotten better at listening, but I probably haven't. I don't know. Like, I've tried to... Your listening has gotten better. Also, I think your questioning techniques and then... Allowing a conversation just to come to fruition through questioning and not trying to solve problems all the time because you're a really good problem solver. So I think just allowing 
the question stems to kind of do their mm. work and allowing other people just to come to their own conclusions and being patient with the possibility of it extending longer than you thought the mm. conversation would go. I've definitely seen that area of growth in you for sure. I think when I was working with, I mean, I should shout out to Carrie Lee Beasley's on this holiday too, but she's been doing some coaching sessions with me. And I, the thing that has, that I'm most aware of is that I'm actually really comfortable with the messiness or the lack of clarity for longer than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so I, have learned that that can, or more fully appreciated, that can be actually uncomfortable. So I just don't have this desire to make it really clear, really quickly. I'm okay with the mess, so to speak. So probably to the extent that I'm aware of that, and then you don't have to be in that way, right? Like having the opportunity to be more clear because people really appreciate that rather than staying in the messy. (laughs) Can I step in here talking about Scott here? Having worked with you over the last several years, you are, over the last year, I have noticed, Scott, that you have become increasingly more comfortable with other people's discomfort and much more patient with other people's discomfort over the last year, and, which that. allows you to coach them in a, in a, into positions which they can find meaning out of situations better. Oh, that's a nice yeah. shout out. Thanks, Dave. I think, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you only you just get it better by doing it, but I... Is that an area of growth? Yeah, I feel okay about that. I appreciate your kind words, both of you. But Jonathan, I think working with you, the thing I admire is you're such a well-planned and organized individual, at least professionally. You're probably pretty well organized in a social space too. But, 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 Track but my mirrors. But I, really, <laughs> but I do really appreciate that about it. Like a lot of thought and really high levels of intentionality if we're going to do this, let's do it properly. Let's invest the time to have it right. As someone who's more prone to be okay, as I've said before, with that, like, let's just see where that goes, I've learned a lot about the value of planning and being really intentional about that thing. So I think that's something that was probably always there, but is certainly is certainly surfaced to be, like, buffing. And I really appreciate that. About Thanks, man. I feel that that's a place that I've grown in as well. And I think if you think of both of the, the areas where where we've grown, like, there's... There's a necessity for both, right? The intentionality and the planning is key, but then knowing where the plan should go and then allowing that to kind of take a left or a right turn yeah. or maybe go quicker, even slower than what you anticipated is okay. Yeah. But just having that idea of where things should go and the type of outcomes that you want to see, both need to be true in right. order for good things to happen. I think also, I mean, it's in, we're in this end of year, set of holiday reflective space. I think one of the things that's also appreciated is just to be able when we started this podcast and this whole thing was we're going to have fun we're not going to try to claim that that we have all the answers to anything we're in it having a good go at it we're going to make mistakes along the way you could say that another way perhaps in that space of just being in a space of trust right like at any time I, i feel like we can have that conversation and that to the extent it comes out in a somewhat flippant but also intentional way in a podcast like this is being brave enough to share it. We don't have those answers, yeah, right? It's absolutely. been a shh, can't swear. It's been a really tough year. We've it's been aft. Made- <laughs> it's been completely aft. I don't know where are we at. How are we going with this time? Are you still listening there, people in Switzerland? Shout out to Nat Atherton. I don't wonder if he's responsible for some of that Switzerland love, do you yeah. think? I think he's got to be. We're blowing up so – we're getting so big and blowing up so highly in Switzerland. That yeah. it's, I mean, he's got to be a part of it. So I hope you're doing okay, buddy. Let's get you on it next year. Yeah. So with all of this 
talk about growth and making each other feel good and all that <laughs> stuff, right? It's the mutual appreciation it's, it's, society. It's the mutual appreciation. Where do you think you need to focus on next year? Like, where's your focus really need to go? Dave Jordan's about to choke on his beer here. Like, <laughs> this is a family show. Where do I need? <laughs> what am I doing? Focusing on? Yeah. What are you focusing on next year? I'm not really ready to answer that properly yet. I don't feel I've had enough of a break. The things that we know to be true, people matter, slow it down. Sometimes I think I'm no good at that. I feel like it's more urgent than it actually is. And so I can get sucked into like, does this need a response now? I'd like to focus on going, hang on, maybe increasingly part of my role might be to just make it feel less urgent for more people. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, you asked me when we caught up yesterday, and I was like, I only just feel like I'm in the holiday mode now. It's taken a while. Maybe this could be a good topic of going, let's claim this. But my thing is, it's not as urgent as it feels. It's never as good or as bad as it actually feels, right? It's somewhere in between. So, in a month or two, when we do the next one of this for season two, let's revisit that question. All right. Is that all right? Yep. Sounds good. So let's get to one that I think we, we know that we can answer. David, I'm looking for your insights on this one as well. So the way I'm going to phrase the question is, <laughs> what really scratches your chalkboard? Like what is the one or two things where it doesn't matter if it's students, if it's colleagues, but just something that just makes you... Uh, Don't name the colleagues. Yeah, yeah, no name. No name dropping. <laughs> Inflexibility. Inflexibility really scratches my chalkboard, especially over this last year, where we know that we have not been able to do things the way we have historically done them, and things have changed. And I know that's a truism that's gotten much more play than we're all comfortable with now, but the simple fact is that under these conditions and these terms, now if we're being inflexible, then we're actually really just... We're choosing to not acknowledge this new situation that we're in. And I think that's, so that's, and ultimately in that sense, then if it's, if we're choosing not to acknowledge this and we're being willfully ignorant. And so that's why that inflexibility really, really scratches my chalkboard. All right. Really, like, <laughs> we need to be able to accept that the situation is harder, different, requires new thinking. And otherwise we won't be able to find quality solutions that are actually beneficial. Yeah. All right. All right, inflexibility scratches David Jordan's chalkboard. Scott, what about you? What scratches your chalkboard? Yeah, it's inflexibility is a good one. Like getting really sweaty without being able to get cold. That really, like I feel like... Like if I'm, like, like, yeah, like I'm just saying, right? Like cubes of ice down your pants, man. I'm just saying, like, what really makes me feel like because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit sweaty here today. It's a good conversation. It's hot, but I'm going. Do you not? Have you not been hot and bothered? Is an expression everyone uses, right? I just like, I'd like to be cool. (laughs) You are cool, Scott. Thank you. What about you? In your bloody chalkboard? Is that a swear word? It's a vernacular. What scratches my chalkboard? Oh, I think that the thing that scratches my chalkboard the most is when people just jump to conclusions so Mm. far ahead that it's like it doesn't make any sense. Where it's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I want to just get your feedback. Well, that won't work because of just like blah, blah, blah. It's, It's almost the equivalent of saying... I can't pick that apple on this tree because there's a weed under my foot. Yeah. 
I don't know. They probably I really thought I really too. I really thought that joke. Was. <laughs> so, so. They're probably just hot and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, a slippery slope argument. Right? Yeah, it's a, it is. It's even slipperier when you're sweaty. Slipper when you're sweaty. Or so, so think, we want to take a couple more minutes and wrap yeah. this up. Or uh, yeah, I think we can wrap it up. Should we have? Can you reach for a cold beverage? Sure, I can. I can. I want to end this with let's just do a bit of back and forth. Right? Back and forth in, in the most professional context possible. Oh. Oh. I am going to ask you to fill in the blank. Okay, we'll start a bit easy, Scott. I want you to fill in this blank. I am at my best when you see me. I'm at my best when you see me not sweating. Nailed it. Okay. When are you, you at your you, best? Oh, are we doing it on the same question or a different one? Let's just keep it going. So you, okay. you ask me the next one. Yeah, all right. Okay. Jonathan, you know you're being effective when you blank. When I'm drinking. Mm. Do you know you're effective, or do you understand that you're being effective? I understand I'm being effective. I'm at my best after about <laughs> six pack. All right, so here's another one for you. You know I am frustrated when you see me. As in you? No, no. Oh, oh sure. Sure, let's do that. All right. You know when I'm frustrated when you see me what? I think we both can have quite loud nonverbals. <laughs> yeah. Mine are probably louder than yours. You can hide it better. But I you do hand stuff too. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you, you, I think you we're both. It. Yeah, you we're that. both frustrated yeah. when the non-verbals are being shouted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. <laughs> All right, a couple more. When I think about you, I blank myself. When I think about you, yeah. When I think about you, I go, I can be better. You make me better. When I think to about myself, do I make myself better? I don't <laughs> when I think about you, I always say. To myself, self, I'm very glad that I get the opportunity to work with Scott oh. on a on a day-to-day basis and learn from you and with you constantly. We actually had a conversation about that at the end of the year party. And I said, Scott, I just want you to know I really appreciate working with you every day. Like, I enjoy being in your company. I remember. Right? And, and it I, took I you five minutes. Five. You <laughs> sat there for five minutes. And then finally you came back and you're like, yeah, I yeah you know, I reckon you are me too. I'm like, really? You had to think about it? I did. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's not that I was thinking it's about it. Right. I might have been just mesmerized by a colleague on stage or something. At That's that true. Well, there was a good band playing. And then finally, the last time I blank, I was 17. I can't say it got effective feedback. <laughs> the last time I thought I knew everything, I was 17. I think for this one, I was going to say the last time that I was excited so much about a summer holiday. Oh, I was seven, seventeen. Yeah, that's a really nice way to end this. That's I think. a really, really nice way to end clink. It. clink, clink, clink. Scott, it's been an awesome journey over these last eight episodes in this year. You've already mentioned next year, so that means that I don't have to get down on one knee and propose. No, we're doing it please, together. Will you please uh, join me for another season? Also, really quickly, I just want to give a shout out to a friend and former colleague, Jason Simon. You threw something out on Twitter the other day that really kind of captured the essence of what we've been trying to do for the last few months. And you said, listening to this podcast made me feel like I was with friends or something to the effect of, or at least definitely back at a pub. Yeah. Um, We don't have all the answers. We were trying to make this fun and have a laugh and understand that we're in the human business. Learning is constant. And we just wanted to make this a fun opportunity for us to learn and grow and talk to each other. So Jason, shout out to you. Thank you so much. Dave Jordan, thanks for being a guest with us today. Cheers, that was fun. And uh, Scott, let's wrap it up. Let's go on some vacation, and we'll see you again in August, everybody. Babylon, see you later. Thanks, everyone. 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Babble Ed podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. You can connect with Jonathan and Scott via Twitter at JFJMiller and at Lynn Scott or through connectedlearningpartnerships.com. Listener.